0: It's the last week in August, and just around the corner is September, October, November, and the run-up to Christmas. A glorious opportunity for business. So in this episode of the Sales and Presentation Podcast, I thought it'd be really good to think about what you can do right now to plan for the rest of the year and really maximize the sales income you can collect in that time
1: welcome to the sales and presentation podcast this is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to transform their sales activity deliver awesome presentations and win more sales pitches and now here is your host trevor lee
0: Welcome, everybody. This is episode 73 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. My name is Trevor Lee. I'm here every week to share with you top tips and ideas for transforming sales, delivering awesome presentations, and winning more sales pitches. Now, I need to give a little shout-out to the God guys at voicebuddy.co.uk. That's Toby and Amy, because they've done a lot of work for me, uh, well, not only on this podcast, but other things as well. And their business is all about your on-hold music. Now, when was the last time you checked your on-hold music? Probably not very often because you don't hear it, do you? It's only your customers who hear it. But what is it like? Is it that screechy old-fashioned stuff? Or have you got some sort of corny message that's out of date? Well, it can make a difference because, you know, you nowadays people don't like being on hold. So at least make sure they've got a decent on hold tune music message to listen to. So get hold of Toby or Amy at voicebuddy.co.uk and they will sort your on hold music out for you. So this program is going out at the end of August. We're coming into that really important spell for business. September, October, November and the run up clearly into Christmas. And whether you're in the business-to-business sector or the business-to-consumer sector, this is a really important time of the year. If you're in the business-to-business sector, you know, a lot of the businesses that work on a calendar year basis will be looking to make maybe investments, you know, just to, uh, if they've they've had a good year so far, this is the time of year they'll look to invest. So you really need to be on top of what you're going to offer and what your business, is your business ready for this, you know, prolific spell or this prolific opportunity that is the final push of 2019. So in this podcast, I'm going to share with you, I think there are 10, I haven't counted them up actually, but I think there are 10 sort of tips and ideas that you could get on with this week in readiness for this lucrative final quarter. So if no one else is in your office this week and you're just waiting for September to arrive and getting back to normal, then take this time, you know, because it really is vital time. Don't just flitter this time away, make sure you use it really, really well and you know, Part of that is planning for this final push into 2019. So here are some ideas of things that you could be doing this week which will make a real difference to your business going into this final phase of the year. So number one is review what you're offering. In other words, your product and service portfolio. Have a look at the sales analysis for all your products and services within reason. If you've got thousands of products, that may be tricky over the last six months. And just look at the ones that have been selling really well and the ones that, well, frankly, no one's really buying at the moment. So, you know, going into the last part of the year, what will the focus be on you for your products and services? Chances are, if things have been selling well over the last three to six months, they'll continue to sell well. So maybe you need to put your focus in on that. But this is a great time to really look at the numbers, get a feel for what's happening in your business, understand your sales analysis. So if you're working on the numbers or you've got a finance team working on the numbers, then get those numbers together, go through them with a fine tooth comb and spot the trends. And then you can focus your energies on things that are going to be successful. Right. That's tip number one. And tip number two is related to that. Because you probably have got, like most businesses, some customers who when you really nail it down and, and look at it closely, they're not spending a lot of money, but they are taking up a lot of your time and effort. They're the customers that I call low revenue, high maintenance. And with this podcast, on the website, on the Trevor Lee Media website, on the podcast page, I'm going to put a grid on there for you to use. And it just asks you to plot some of your customers from high revenue, high maintenance, through to low revenue, low maintenance. In an ideal world, we all want customers who are high revenue, low maintenance. But chances are all of us have got customers who are high maintenance, low revenue. So should we be continuing to handle those customers? Because there's a very good chance we're not making any money on them. So are you ready to drop some customers? This is a good time of year to do that, because get rid of the customers now leading up to the end of the year, and then you move on into two thousand and nineteen. It's very similar if you're if you're you know if you're pivoting your business and you're doing stuff for people that you no longer do for anybody else, then why continue to do that unless it's highly profitable so and if it was highly profitable, you'd probably do it for others as well so you know this period of time is a good chance. I did this last year I decided I was no longer going to really do advertising stuff. For some of my you know regular clients, people I've been working with for quite a while, but they were the ones I took on early. You know, they were they were when my pay revenue structure was quite low. So I had conversations with three of them. Sorry guys, we've I think we've reached the end of the road here. Uh, I'm I'm focusing on sales and presentations. You want somebody to do marketing and advertising? That's not really my bag anymore. So it is quite a cathartic moment. And yeah, okay, you're thinking, oh my god, I'm giving up that revenue, but you create time to do other stuff. And creates time to work with new customers on exactly what you want to work with them on, and it can be more profitable. So, tip number two: are there some customers you need to say Cheerio to before the end of the year? Right, number three, have a look at your sales activity. What, what is your sales activity? What's going on? You might have a great big sales team, you might be head of sales because you're a small company. But whether you've got you know 50 salespeople or one salesperson, which is yourself, think about how efficient you are how productive are you as a sales team as a whole are you, if you have got a sales team are they the right people what are they doing how is it working very often in sales we tend to just things tick over or we do stuff but really again robustly look at your sales activity and say how much time is actually going into being proactive in creating sales so that's a good one to number three right number four one of the great skills in sales these days is asking questions. You know, come on, if you still think that, uh, you know, talking is the best way to great sales, then you're wrong. Asking questions and listening carefully to the answer is is superb. The best salespeople now are the ones who ask really good questions. And from the back of those questions, they create for themselves really good sales opportunities. So, I, again, I've put a grid on the uh, on the Trevely Media website, the podcast page, to you, which you can download and use. But I suggest you use that. On that grid, you'll find that it says, what are the three key questions that a new customer is going to ask you? What are the three key questions you need to be asking a new customer? And what are the three concerns that new customers are likely to have? It could, you know, for you, you might have six of each, but I've kind of put three on there. So do that exercise. It really will be worthwhile because you will, you know, questions are really important And if you pre-prepare your questions, you don't want to get out a sheet and say, right, I've got three questions I need to ask you. (laughs) You need to practice those questions. Practice asking those questions and being ready to ask them of your customers. So that's number four. Number five is the one about sales barriers. I've talked about this before, but just take this time over the next week or so and really look at your business and say, how easy is it to buy our products or services? If you've seen me at an event or something, you'll have seen me doing the wetsuit t-shirt challenge. So basically ask yourself the question, is it as tricky to buy from you as it is to get into a wetsuit or is it as easy to buy from you as it is to get into a t-shirt? If you haven't seen the wetsuit T-shirt challenge, there's going to be a video. i videoed one of the events. I Haven't quite got the video sorted yet. It'll be on there soon. But it's it's a great way of thinking about how easy it is to buy because customers want to make buying choices. We all know they want to buy without too much involvement from you, maybe. But how many customers are reach, coming to you and then finding it difficult to buy and then for going away? And some of them you won't even know existed because they didn't get past the first the first step. So really, really dig into those barriers and ask yourself, how easy is it to buy? You, may, you might want to do some mystery shopping on yourself or get someone to do that for you, but it's a really important part of business. Right, that's five. Let's, uh, let's go into the next five, the five to finish the year. Okay, so number six is what are your plans for developing your sales team for the rest of the year? Have you booked in some training, some coaching, some mentoring for them, whether as as a, a salespeople or sales managers, you even your, you know your sales director? It is important that you continually invest and develop your sales team and your sales managers. Don't just give them, you know, a, a quick oh I'll send them on a course, you know, one off. It needs to be part of a plan. And yeah, we'd love you know people like me love to come into your business and, and deliver a sales training program for you as a coaching or mentoring or training, whatever you want. But you need to take it seriously and not just pay lip service to it and think, oh, well, if I give, you know, I'll put them on a course and that'll tick a box and doesn't really matter what happens afterwards. It really is part of an ongoing plan. And those companies that invest in their sales teams and their sales management do see a benefit, I'm absolutely sure of that. And it doesn't matter how big or small you are, you can still make that investment. It might only be a couple of hours of sales mentoring for each of your team once a month, even, but it could make a very, very significant difference. So have a look at that. What are you planning? Right, number seven is now let's have a look at your marketing. This is the marketing review. When was the last time you robustly challenged your marketing activity? And ask yourself the question is what we're spending our marketing money on driving sales? So, What I suggest you do is have a review of your marketing now, this week, okay? And say, okay, what do we want to achieve in sales between now and the end of the year? And are the marketing plans that we've got going to deliver that? Very often in marketing, particularly when you haven't got a full-time marketing person in your business, marketing just rolls on. You never, you know, it just happens. And you say, oh, we ought to have a look at that. And then something else comes up and somebody rings you up and and you just say, oh, yeah, just keep it going. So robustly challenge it and ask yourself one simple question is it going to drive the sales opportunities we need to hit our targets for the rest of the year and a link to that is number 8 and that is you know do potential customers actually understand your offering and this you know if you go on your, if i go on your website or i see your activity on social media will i fully grasp what it is You're saying to me, it's your product offering, your service offering, and the benefits it will bring to me and therefore why I should want to buy it from you. Because if it doesn't, then (laughs) that's going to put people off. That's going to be a sales barrier. Have a look at that. Again, it's it's part of your kind of mystery shopping to a degree. But just go through the front page of your website in particular. Look at what you're saying out on social media. Will I understand what you're offering? Because if I don't, that's not good. Number nine is the small things. These are the things that often get overlooked. They're small, simple things that cost you nothing. Email signatures, answer phone messages, the time it takes for your mobile phone to click into your answer phone. Just spend an hour or two reviewing all of those. How many times? How well? How do you have this? You know, you send me an email from your desktop, and it's all got all your lovely bits at the bottom about your contact details and how many awards you've won, and here's your link to this and link to that. Ooh, look at this logo, and oh, it's all brilliant. And then you send me an email from your phone, and it says sent from my iPhone. (laughs) Okay, so it's got to be consistent, you know, those messages. So. Have it consistent. And, you know, there used to be a thing, oh, well, if we put too many logos on there, it'll it'll bung it all up. Well, that's true. So don't put too many logos on there because we don't want to see, you know, all these loads and loads of logos. Keep the message simple, but make sure you take the opportunity just to remind me of the things that you do and why you do them well. So look at that. And then your answer phone message. What does it say on your mobile message? What does it say on any of your teams? Get all your team in and ask them to write down what their mobile message is if they use their mobile for business, because most of them won't be able to do it, and and ask them, and then well ask them and then the second question is get them to write down how long how many rings on their mobile before it clicks into answer phone message, because if it's more than six people are going to hang up, and therefore you've got this awkwardness of a missed call and la di da di da and all that stuff, and you know if you're using direct dial desk numbers, and you're saying to people ring this number you know ring my direct line. Then what happens if you're not there? Does it click through to your mobile? Does it go through to your mobile answer phone? It needs to. And ask you, you know, mobile numbers, people like to ring mobile numbers, I think, most of the time, particularly the business-to-business sector, because then I'm kind of thinking I'm going to get through to you. So if you want me to ring you, make it as easy as possible to actually make that happen. If you say, Oh, ring me, da di da, and then you give out the, you know, your general business work landline number, and then I don't get through to you, and I get through to Maureen or or Frank, and then they say, Oh, I'll go I'll well, Trevor's here somewhere, I'll go and find him. Oh, you know, what's going on here? This sounds very inefficient. I'm twiddling my thumbs, I'm listening to your crap on hole music. <laughs> and eventually they come back, say, Oh, he's not here, he's not here, we can't find him. Right, okay. Well, he did ask me to, he did suggest in the marketing message I saw to ring this number. You see where I'm going. Again, it's not making it very easy to convince me that you're the company I want to work with because I want to be efficient with you. I want it to be easy to contact you and talk to you and place an order with you, frankly. Right, last one. Number 10 is plan to go and do some networking. In other words, get out from behind your desk, get out from your office because sometimes in business we get very insular. And, you know, my former career, I realise now we were very insular. We used to talk to ourselves (laughs) all the time. Um, We didn't really talk to other people. But if you're, you know, particularly if you're a smaller business, get out there. Wherever you're based, there's going to be some networking opportunities for you. There's going to, you know, look it up. Look up networking in your local area. There's tons of stuff going on. I'm in Cornwall. I could spend my whole life networking. There's something going on like every minute of the day somewhere. But you clearly have to be selective. But get out there and do it because it's a break from being in your office. It's a break from being behind your desk. And hey, guess what? Chances are you're going to bump into people. Now, they may not be customers, but they'll be interesting people, I'm sure. Like-minded people who will share stuff that they're doing. And you think, wow, we ought to do that. So I think people get the wrong thing about networking. Some people think, oh, I'm going networking because I'm going to create some sales. Well, you might do at some point. But more importantly, what you're going to do is you're going to hear and get people to tell you, you you know, what their business is up to. You can share ideas and talk through it. People go to networking events to talk about business. So do that. It's great fun. And you'll meet lots of interesting people. And I think I did an episode at some point on how I'm just checking through my list now on how to make the most of networking. Look at look up episode 55 does networking work for you because there'll be lots of tips and ideas for networking in there for you to follow. But also work on your, you know two things to work on before you go networking. Work on the answer to the question what do you do, which is kind of realizes your elevator pitch. So try and avoid giving out the what everybody else says, oh well my name is Trevor Lee, my business is Trevor Lee Media and this is a this is now a complete list. I'm going to give you all the products or services we do. don't do that you know because chances are you'd be wearing a name badge so it's obvious who you are so when people ask me that i say i help businesses like yours transform your sales activity i also help you win more sales pitches and i help people like you deliver awesome presentations in a very confident way so there we go those are the that's my that's my kind of intro elevator pitch and I will tweak it depending on maybe who I'm who I'm talking to and maybe the conversation that we've had so far. And if you you know also think about questions that you want to ask people not just what do you do? Because the two questions I hate being asked most at these sort of things are are you busy? <laughs> how's business <laughs> uh, they are crap questions <laughs> how do you on earth do you answer those questions you know are you busy well yeah no well maybe i'm not sure how's business well whoa, it's okay you know <laughs> oh gosh so here's here try this one right okay i'm going to give you my best one to try the one i love asking is what is the biggest challenge facing your business between now and the rest of the year end of the year what is the biggest challenge facing your business between now and the end of the year? Try that one. That always creates a great answer from people. <laughs> right, okay, let's wrap up this podcast. So there we go. I've given you 10 thoughts. You know. So use this time between now and the beginning of September to plan for the big push towards the end of 2019. And if you think well, we could do some we'd do some with some sales training, then love to talk to you about my sell more program and also, I'm introducing a new product, which is a sales coaching product. Businesses buy a certain amount of time each month for sales coaching. And then they can use it uh, amongst their salespeople. So, for example, if you buy a day's coaching, I think you get six hours. And I come along and you've got six one-hour slots and there's a little bit of buffer time in between them. And you can basically offer it to any of your members of your sales team, from your sales director right through to your most junior salesperson. And they'll get a one-to-one session with me for that hour and we'll work through, you know, anything that they need. And we, we work. I work on a basis that so we do this for a minimum of three months. And after that, you can, you know, pick it up, put it down as and when you want it. So if you're interested, please do get in touch. Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk. And another exciting thing that's happening is I'm launching a new podcast as well, which is called 44 at 60. And it's to do with ultra running. Because I've I've agreed at a business event earlier this year that in 2021, I'm going to run the classic quarter, which is 44 miles from the most southerly point in in the UK, which is Lizard Point in Cornwall, to the most westerly point, which is Land's End. So I've signed up. I'm going to do the challenge. (laughs) I did a quarter of that uh, route recently in the the White Rat Series on the Roseland August Trails. And 44 at 60 is going to be a lot of fun where I've got to uh, share my experiences and my build-up to that big event in 2021 and also get people on who are ultra-marathon runners and all that. So if you're into ultra-running... And you'd like to come on 44 at 60 and share some tips and ideas, then please do get in touch. Uh, use, the, use the podcast at treverlymedia.co.uk or trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk to get in touch. And uh, we'll I'll get you on the show. That would be brilliant. That would be really brilliant. So there we go. That's uh, that is the end of this podcast. Um, I look forward to uh, being with you again in the next episode, which will be the first episode in September. So until then, by the time you listen to the September episode, I hope that you will have done all the things that we've talked about in this episode and really got yourself sorted, ready to really slam it, as they say, (laughs) in the final part of this year. Okay, good luck with that. And thanks for listening.
1: Thank you for listening. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media. If your organisation needs to transform its sales activity and re-energise its sales team, or you need help with a key presentation or sales pitch, then please get in touch with Trevor via Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or call him on 07785 390 717. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or via your podcast app. Thank you.